The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It's Friday, September 24th, and it's time for the Pick Show. That's right. It's time for the Best Bets Show in the feed. Currently, you can check out the Thursday Night Football Recap. If you, if you haven't watched the game yet, you could also, in theory, go listen to the Thursday Night Gambling Preview. I hope we were right. I hope our DFS stuff hit. And uh, maybe I won a million dollars, and I didn't show up for work today. That's why we record this on Thursday, just in case that happens on Thursday night. We didn't win a million dollars in week two with our best bets, but we did. Okay. Joining me to talk about those bets and to look forward to week three, Pete Prisco and RJ White. What's up, fellas? Did really good. What is up? Except for a garbage Steelers team that apparently is terrible. Steelers actually blew the, uh, the can't lose parlay would have, would have hit if not for the Steelers. Uh, You know who we can blame the Steelers on Pete. Jamie Eisenberg. Ding, 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 ding. That's right. The start of the week was Ben Roethlisberger. One week after causing Raheem Mostert to potentially potentially end Raheem Mostert's career, Jamie jinxed the Steelers and maybe into Big Ben's career because Big Ben is uh, and, banged up. And not only jinxed, jinxed Mostert, his family got threats and stuff. It was terrible. Poor, and then Ben, terrible, gets a little banged up. And now he's – who's his start? This, oh, it's um, – Tyson, Tyson Williams. Tyson Williams. Yeah, sorry for your Baltimore. loss. Sorry, sorry for your loss, Ravens. <laughs> it's another running back. Look at look at our RJ's face is great because RJ, you know, does the fan. He's the fan of the fantasy and sports. He's, he's Jamie's boss. He's like, yeah, and he's getting mad. RJ, you're getting mad at Jamie. He, he the pressure's on him. I'm not getting mad. It's just kind of so like he gets the injury the first week and the second week. I mean, he didn't end Ben's career. Ben's career was over before you made that pick. So it's like he's just <laughs> he, he's the only one that doesn't know. And then the third pick, he he takes, you know, a Baltimore running back who, you know, God forbid a Baltimore running back is here. We haven't seen that yet this year. Right. So um, it's like, you well, know, no, you're yeah, kind of hitting Baltimore running. He takes a Baltimore running back against the defense against not the run. We saw so, RJ, RJ, just from a workflow and uh, office ethics perspective. Next, let's say let's say Tyson Williams, his leg shatters in 17 different places this week against the Lions. Uh, will you allow Jamie to pick Patrick Mahomes at the start of the week in week four just so he can get a W? Absolutely not. Okay, good. Just making sure. And by the way, let's let's hope that doesn't happen for Tyson Williams. You know, let, yeah. let's 
Well, let's open it in half of Patrick Mahomes. He picks Mahomes. Or anybody. <laughs> or anybody. He should have to name himself the start of the week if something bad happens to die somewhere. Oh He's going to listen to this and name Prisco the start of the week next week. <laughs> he tried to name yeah. Stafford last week just to mess with me. That's sicko. Uh, all right. Anyway, let's dive into week two records. Uh, as we mentioned, we lost the can't lose parlay. It did go two and three, though. You can tell one is about to pop. RJ went five and two, scorching. Uh, Cowboys win, 49ers win. Uh, Raiders, Steelers under, Bears and Panthers all covered. Loses the Steelers, Seattle somehow. That's a tough one. And uh, the Pittsburgh teaser. Ouch. Steelers really killed you. Pete goes, Pete and I both went four and three. Pete hit the Titans. Ten, the Titans wait, 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 wait. I went five and two, dude. Uh, I'm just reading what's in front of me. The Did the Texans cover? Yes. Uh, oh, they did cover. They did cover. That's right. All right, yeah, you went, Pete went five and two. All right, sorry, little just a and, just, and if RJ had RJ, you went five and two or four and three, five and two. All right, so we all we went. Well, no, RJ went, went, well, RJ lost the teaser too. So actually, I think what RJ teaser? went five and three, five and two. He didn't have a teaser. You're, you're, yeah, no, yeah, I had a teaser, but you're reading the two legs of the teaser the same. I didn't have Seattle by themselves. I had them as part of the teaser. Gotcha. Okay, so you, but you had the Steelers by themselves. Yes. Okay. And then Seattle pit. Okay. All right. Yeah. My bad. Read that wrong. Um, Seahawks should have covered it anyway, by the way. Uh, I went four and three. Won the Pittsburgh under Bills, Pats, Panthers, and lost the Steelers, the Dallas LA over, and the San Francisco Philly over. So I'm now eight and six. Pete, seven and six. RJ, seven and seven. We are ready to take. Oh, sorry. Pete, eight yeah. and five. I'm sorry. Sorry. Come on. Come on. Don't take away my victories. They're hard enough to get. <laughs> and, uh, um, so Pete eight and five, I'm eight and six, RJ seven and seven. We will all be well north of 500 after another hot week. Let's get started. The Bucks at the Rams. What a game this is. Bucks minus one and a half after a little bit of late week steam. The over under is 55 and a half. Tampa has scored 30 plus points in nine straight games. The second longest streak in NFL history. They are currently tied for second longest with the 06 07 Patriots quarterback by Tom Brady, who actually owns three of the five longest streaks of 30 plus points scored in a row. The only one longer than the current buck streak is the 2012 and 2013 Broncos and Peyton Manning, who had 12 Tom Brady also 499 yards away from tying Drew Brees all time passing yardage record. Something tells me he won't have more than 498 this week, Pete, because they're going to the, they're going to play the, uh, the 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 Patriots in New England next week. Do you think that the 30-plus point streak continues against the Rams? Uh, yes, I do. But here, here's my concern, and I'm concerned about it, but I'm not because I know Bruce Arians. Ideally, you should go there and pound the Rams and run it, but that's not what they do. That's not what Bruce Arians does. So I think they're just going to be who they are, which is to throw the football around. And I'm a little concerned about the way the Bucks defense has played. I know they had two pick sixes last week, but – and they're a little dinged up in the secondary, and that's starting to show. So I think the Rams are going to score points. I think Tampa Bay will win the game. So I'll take Tampa Bay as one of my best bets. I mean, I'll take the over as one of my best bets, but I think Tampa Bay wins the game. 
The Rams D isn't their usual dominant self. Indy got into Rams territory on seven of their first eight drives. That's not great going against a guy with nine passing touchdowns who's about to break the record that Brenton was talking about. Uh, the Rams offense would likely be able to score points too. Henderson injury should help them by making them air it out more. You don't want to run it against Tampa anyway. Um, since this look ahead had LA favored by for some reason, you get pretty nice value now that it's moved to the Buccaneers past that one number, teasing it up. So I'm going to tease the Rams up to plus seven and a half. That'll be the first leg of my teaser. Um, and we're going to get to the second team here in a second. Mm, I, I like that move. And so I, t- I take it that you don't necessarily love the Rams. You just think this is going to be a close game and you want a team within seven and a half points, right? Yeah, I like the Tampa on the opening line for sure. But I had it like at one and a half, too. So now that it's in that range, I'm not like thrilled to take Tampa. I probably I still would lean that way. Um, yeah. But I think there's a lot more value just teasing it up because there's a few good teaser games, but there's one in particular I like we'll get to in a second. Um, just out of curiosity, and I know that this is not helpful to listeners, but I do think it's uh, you could you could always tweet it out after the recording or during the recording. If this show were being recorded on Wednesday for a Thursday release, would you have included as the second team in that teaser the Carolina Panthers or would you still go in the same direction you're going? Probably the same direction I'm going. I like Carolina against the spread anyway. I gave that out early in the week at minus seven and a half for sports science subscribers. So it's moved up. It moved up. You know, now we're on game day as we're recording. I don't think it's going to go back down. So um, I just play that straight. I don't think there's a there's a way they uh, they I don't have to worry about Houston covering that one. Not with that that quarterback. I hope. Sounds good. Um, yeah, we hope we hope we hope you're correct in your uh, in your post post game prediction. Uh, oh, that game got oh, oh that game did fly up. Holy moly. Um, at any rate, uh, if you want to get RJ's picks, all of them released on Sportsline, go to sportsline.com slash join, use promo code EDGE, E-D-G-E, or promo code WHITE. Get the color white, and you will get your first month for a dollar. I have the Bucks as a best bet, and I realize that the one and a half is not ideal. I'd obviously much rather have it as a pick or be getting a point, but I just think Tampa's, Tampa's I'm not sure anybody's adjusted to just how good Tampa is. And I agree with Pete. The defense is not as good as we thought. But, man, Tom Brady is feeling it on offense, and they're going to sling it around. I love the Rams. I could see this game going over for sure. It's just a lot of points. I will take the Buccaneers to go into L.A. and come away with a win. The WFTs, the Washington football team, is at the Buffalo Bills. Uh, the Bills defense playing a lot better than it has than it did last year. It seems like it's regressing to the norm. They've only allowed 234 yards per game, the fewest in the first two weeks since 2005. Bills minus seven and a half over under 45 and a half here, Pete. Yeah, they faced the Steelers juggernaut of an offense and Miami's wonderful <laughs> offense without their quarterback. Uh, look, I like Buffalo. You guys know how I feel about the Bills. I think they're going to win the whole thing. This is going to be a tough spot for them. And the reason is going to be a tough spot because that Washington defense has not played close to being as good as it should be. And, and something's not right. Chase Young hasn't played as close to being as good as he should be. And I think that'll change here. I think they're going to keep the game close. I think Buffalo wins the game. But if you're going to give me more than a touchdown, I'm going to take it. So I'll take the Washington football team plus the seven and a half. And I think Heineke will do enough to keep, uh, keep that defense a little bit honest. So I'll, I'll take the seven and a half. Buffalo defense looks like what we thought Washington's defense looks like. And A.J. Epinesa looks like Chase Young right now. He's just playing out of his mind. So we'll see if that continues. Um, I do agree that Washington's defense is, is due for a course correction. But, um, you know, Buffalo's offense has regressed a little bit, too. And that defense is covering it up. I think it has a better chance of being a defensive battle than a shootout. I think under is the way I would look. But the play I'm making is to part, throw it in the teaser and tease it down because I'm worried, like Pete said, about them covering that big number. So I like Buffalo minus one and a half is the second leg of my teaser with Rams plus seven and a half. Okay. Like that. Uh, I've got, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Pete. No, I said I like that. I like that. Yeah, I do That's too. A good teaser. 
This is a, there's a man, RJ, uh, how many teaser legs do you count out in the, out of the, out on the slate this week? It feels like, you know, we, as we mentioned, Carolina, of course, on Thursday, Buffalo, um, KC, just in terms of like teams that you think could probably, uh, maybe even you could even include the Broncos maybe at 11. I don't know if that the, the Browns is a good one at seven. Um, you know, oh. they, they opened, there were nine on the look ahead and it's come down now that, now that fields is a quarterback, which is a little bit weird to me. We'll talk about it in a little bit. Ravens, everybody's going to put the Ravens in. Um, I would, I would hesitate that a road team coming off an, an emotional spot. We'll talk about that game in a, in a bit, but at, at minus eight right now, I mean, everybody's going to want to tease the Ravens and I would hold off for that, but um, Cardinals will be there. Cardinals. Yep. Cardinals, what, seven, yeah. seven and a half against Jacksonville. People want to get them down because Jacksonville looks terrible. I mean, there's a reason they call them teasers. Like, don't get me wrong. They can hit. But when, 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 when everybody, I mean, I joked on HQ the other day, like Robbie, Robbie popped to the office. He's like, Hey dad, I'm thinking about doing a Panthers Cardinals teaser. Is that the, uh, is that the, like when everybody's teasing the Panthers and the Cardinals together and they're on the road and it's a little fishy. Wait, 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 wait. Roll it back a second. So you've made your son a degenerate already. I didn't do anything. He just made himself a degenerate. Oh my god! Yeah, right. I know, right? I, From I Papa degenerate to the son degenerate. Hey, I got right. Robbie that sports line code, and he got signed up, and now he's, right. he's making some smart picks. <laughs> I, will well, say, I hope he's not following. I hope he's not following his father. I will say, so my uh, my my uh, my stepfather in law, like aka stepdad, uh, he'll like Carrie, awesome guy. But he'll it's like if he ever calls me, and I, I'm like, hello, he's like. Hey, if he calls me Will, then I know. Like he's like, "Hey, Will." He's like, "I'm like, uh, what do you want, Carrie?" He's like, "You know, I can't get that Sportsline login that you got me quite working." <laughs> he, he pops on there, but I always tell him to follow RJ's picks. Anyway, um, I've got—I don't know where the hell. What, what the hell am I talking about? I got the Washington Football Team as a best bet too. Seven and a half is just too much. Uh, this offense is actually. I mean, I think better than people think with Taylor Heineke. In fact, he holds a record for most completions through three starts in NFL history. Broke Joe Burrow's record with 93. Uh, it's a tough matchup. I don't, I don't foresee Sean McDermott's team blowing out Ron Rivera's team. I just think it ends up being within one score. So I will take Washington as a best bet. Uh, Chargers. By the way, if we're, if we're talking about a potential um, pick for the parlay, I also like the under in the game, and I'm sure you do too, Will. Oh, uh, yeah, RJ. Because RJ, uh, RJ liked that. Too. Yeah, I didn't make it a best bet, but yeah, I would, that would be yeah. the way I'm leaning. If I, I don't yeah. like the spread either way, but under would be the way. Let's, I'm let's, let's throw in the parlay. I love the under here. Okay. I don't, I don't think we'll see a bunch of scoring. All right. So nobody's got it as a best bet, but I like it. Good call, Pete. Um, Chargers at the Chiefs. Chiefs minus six and a half. The over under 54 and a half. The Chiefs have won 12 of 14 meetings with the Chargers. The Chargers won the last one in week 17. When Mahomes, I think, only played a quarter or something like that. Maybe and Kelsey might have even played. Uh, they have not won two straight against the Chiefs since 2003. Mahomes has won seven straight home games and 14 of 15 home games, while Justin Herbert has won three straight road games, which trend snaps here, Pete. Well, the Chiefs are going to win the game. I just think the Chargers are going to hang around. Uh, I, I, we've seen that, and I know it's a different defense and it's a different – but Gus Bradley always had a nice zone defense to keep – Mahomes forced them to be patient. And I think they're going to do that as well here and force them to be a little patient and he doesn't like it and he'll hit his shots and they'll, they'll get, this game will get loose at some point. I, I predict that I do like the over. I think the over is a great play here. I know most people lean to the under, but I'm going with the over. And I also think that the chargers are going to hang around. You're going to give me almost a touchdown with Herbert um, being able to expose what I think is an average defense at best. 
I think there's going to be opportunities for him to make some plays. So I'll take the Chargers as one of my best bets. And I also like the over as one of my best bets. My, my power ratings say there should be nine and a half. And so that I should be all on, on the Chiefs. And I think what all that is, is I'm a little too aggressive on them. Like I don't trust my power ratings as much at the extremes. You know, is the team as good, um, better than than what we normally see um, from the best teams in this league? So I, I think this line is probably fairly priced. I'm not, I'm not rushing to, to take the Chiefs now. I mean, the Chargers offense hasn't scored a lot of points yet, but they got the ball into Dallas territory on every drive. They only had seven drives total. It was a quick game. Um, they're going to start scoring points at some point. And the, and the high total here is foreshadowing it. I think people understand that this Chargers defense hasn't blown up yet. So with how that Chiefs defense has looked, I think, I mean, it's a backdoor cover spot for the Chargers. So I don't like the Chiefs to cover a decent number anyway. Um, so six and a half seems to be baiting us to take the Chiefs at less than a touchdown at home. Um, so I'm just going to stay away. I would probably lean Chargers just because of that. You know, you're trying to trick me into take the Chiefs, but I'm just staying away from this one. Yeah, I don't have a best bet on this one either. I, I, I lean towards the uh, Chargers as well, primarily just because it's, it's too much. And I, I think if you look at what the Chargers are capable of doing, it's getting involved in one-score games that they lose in the last second. Wow, turns out that Brandon Staley didn't magically fix the Chargers' ability to make dumb mistakes. It's not as egregious as it was with Anthony Lynn per se, but I, don't, I just don't think they're going to get blown out here. They have too much going on offense. If I was going to uh, look for a bet here, though, if you, know, if you want a little prop bet action, Austin Eckler over reception or receiving yards. I think it's like 39 and a half. I bet he gets heavily used uh, in this particular matchup and ends up catching a ton of passes. So that would be a prop bet I like, but nothing uh, in terms of the best bets here for me. Seahawks at the Vikings. Seahawks minus one and a half in Minnesota. Over under 55 and a half. Russell Wilson, 7-0 in his career against Minnesota, including the playoffs. That is the best win-loss record against Minnesota by any quarterback in NFL history. Russ can pick up his 100th career win in the regular season with a victory over Minnesota and Mike Zimmer this weekend. Does he get it, Pete? No, he does not. And, and, and I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, you know, desperation is at play here in a big way for the Vikings. Uh, and, you know, people say, well, Seattle can't go to 1-2 and two in a good division. But 0-3 basically sends you out of the postseason, I think. I know there's 17 games. But you can't go 0-3. This is their home opener. Seattle's defense was bad. Minnesota's defense isn't very good right now either. So I think this is an over game. And, and again, all the fantasy people got angry last week because there wasn't a lot of scoring. This week, it's going to come back the other way. I think there's going to be a lot of scoring. I think this game will go over. I like the Vikings, and I like the over uh, both in this game as my best bets. I got a best bet on the Seahawks minus one and a half. Minnesota's D hasn't been good. Minnesota's offense might not have Cook at 100% after getting dinged up. Um, Minnesota had back-to-back gut punch losses in the last second after that missed field goal. I don't know where they're at mentally. It's a hard for, for them, I think, to prepare in this game. Um, Seattle always plays excellent after a loss. NFL best, uh, 70, almost 70% cover rate since 2016 after a loss. Um, I'm not sure how the Minnesota defense, with how they're playing, slows down the Seattle offense, but I could see a bounce-back game from Seattle defense. So if it's a close game, I much much more trust uh, Seattle in that in, in the late-game scenarios, and I do Minnesota with what we've seen from them. So I like, I like Seahawks to cover, even if it is close. I have the over as the best bet as well. And I like Seattle and will probably bet on Seattle or maybe already did bet on Seattle. They're just in a good, they're just in a good place right now with that offense. And I, now the problem is, and this is why I like the over is I don't think the Seahawks defense is very good right now, particularly on the secondary. 
And both Pete Carroll and Mike Zimmer want to pound the ball and, and run, 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 run. But the way that they're letting Russ approach this offense and the way that um, Shane Waldron is setting things up, they're, the Seahawks are going to throw and be aggressive down the field early in the game. And when they do that, it's going to lure the Vikings into the game that they don't want to play because they're going to be trailing and they're going to let Kirk Cousins wing it all over the place. And it's just going to turn into a shootout and we're going to get over 60 points. I think this is the sneaky DFS uh, stack of the week too, because everyone's going to focus on uh, box Rams and Chargers Chiefs more than likely. This is a game where you can load up with, um, you know, Russ Lockett and then bring it back with Justin Jefferson or uh, or Adam Thielen and potentially, you know, have a big week. So I'm I'm uh, I'm quite high on the over here and like the Seahawks to find a way to win. Ravens at the Lions. Ravens minus eight. Over under 50, Pete. Uh, do you think that Dan Campbell's ankle or knee biting uh, 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 upstarts can keep it close in this one? Like no. they tried to on Monday. No, but I, they play hard. And, they and do. that's a reflection of him. I, I got th- He's building to some. It's hard to, it's hard to win when you have all young players and, and, and guys that aren't stars on a team. And so I, they hung around the other night. They made it interesting for a while. I don't think they're going to make it interesting here. RJ made a good point, though. Here's a team coming off an emotional win at home, now goes out on the road against a team that's not very good. You should win this game. But I think the Ravens are that much better. Uh, I'll take the Ravens. I, I think this is actually a pretty easy pick. And the Ravens have the likely 3-0 and Broncos next week. So you start looking ahead like, you know, Broncos are going are gonna to win this week. You think, um, you know, that's a big test for us. And you're coming off that. You finally, you know, slayed the dragon. You got the monkey off your back with, with Kansas City. Um, so... So, um, yeah, so it's Detroit isn't as terrible as I expected. It might shock a few teams this year. Um, and Detroit's offense had 6.1 yards per play versus the Packers. They just stunk in the second half once it started pouring. We don't have to worry about that in this game. So I think with the letdown spot for Baltimore here, um, it feels like this is a more competitive game than Baltimore expects and that they're ready for. Um, and they win this one by one score instead of two. So I got best bet Lions plus eight. I think it's one of the better spots you're going to find, um, you know, c- catching the Ravens coming off that big win here. Um, and nobody's going to like the Lions because they're 0-2 and everybody expected them to be bad. But they're not a basement level bad team. They're not like the Jaguars and how some of these Jets have been playing they've actually been pretty solid in their game so give me detroit plus eight i would lean towards the lions as well mainly because i, I agree the, look, the ravens are a much better team they can pound the lions into submission assuming tyson williams is alive by the time he'll have a pregame like ankle injury or something based on Food Jamie's track record. Pre-game, pre-game if you're the Ravens and you hear he's Jamie started of the league, do you like make him inactive? Just keep him healthy. This week <laughs> roll, roll out there with hope, Murray and, hope, and those hope guys. They get, hope they get him to the next week or, <laughs> or you just keep him on the sidelines and let Murray carry it the whole time. <laughs> oh my God. That's, see, that's even funnier. If you, you, you bench right. him, you bench him and Jamie's like, I know. Wow. How could this happen? I got the well, league. Because Jamie tried to use the the injury excuse twice already, so we can't we can't give him right. We can't give him the injury excuse for Roethlisberger last week. That's you can't. No, no, Big Ben no. played like crap, and now Big Ben's acting like he's hurt. Mostert, you can't. Mostert gets the excuse, but not Ben. Yeah, but well, I mean, also maybe don't pick a guy who's you know potentially like fragile and gets injured all the time as your, as your start of the week in week one, you know, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, at any rate, yeah, I like the Lions to keep it close. Granted that Ravens could run all over them. But I don't think the Ravens' defense is good enough to completely stop Jared Goff. The only reason the, the Lions didn't cover against the Packers last week was because it started pouring down rain 
and they had that fumble where they got down two touchdowns that they had to throw and they just couldn't do it. So you look, the other, other thing to look here, Hawkinson overs, DeAndre Swift overs in the receiving game. I know that those are fragile and all of that, but they're going to be, they're going to be tossing it to them a ton. Uh, all right, let's take a quick break. And when we come back more best bets. Being around sports media and a fan of, oh, my NC State Wolfpack for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run to the one yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip have landed magic in Chicago, Michael in LA, and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former sports center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week of the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall. Legacies will change forever. New goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Packers at the 49ers. This old chestnut. Uh, look, man, it hadn't been a good run for Matt LaFleur against his old pal, Kyle Shanahan. They, uh, the 49ers have embarrassed the Packers in, on multiple occasions, and they are favored at home three, minus three and a half, over under 49 and a half. Pete, I can't remember. Did you pick the, uh, did you pick the Packers to go to the Super Bowl? Uh, no, Tampa Bay. Oh, Bucks Bills. Okay. Yeah, I didn't want to get like caught. Packers. I still like the Packers, and I think we saw the Packers team that we're going to see going forward. I'm still concerned about that defense, though. I mean, I, I just think when you look at the defense, you know, Goff and that that group did some good things early in that game, and and you mentioned the rain. The rain kind of slowed them down a little bit. So uh, we know what the 49ers are going to do. They're going to try and pound the football at them. Whoever plays running back, they've done it time and again against Green Bay. I think that's their 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 secret to beating them. Um, but I think this time around the Packers will show up and play better in the run game. And I think Rodgers seemed to be getting back into what he should be doing last week. They were lifeless in week one. They won't be lifeless here. I think the Niners will win the game, but I think it's going to be really, really close. And therefore I'll take the Packers. I got a best bet Packers. I do worry that the Packers offensive line will have trouble against the San Francisco pass rush because they haven't looked great in the early going, but I move Green Bay power rating down one as the defense doesn't look great. Like Pete was saying in those offensive lines, I'm going to have issues. I moved San Francisco up one, but their offense wasn't great last week. And I still couldn't get this line to 49ers minus three and a half. So I see value with Green Bay here. Rogers has an 18 to two touchdown interception ratio against this team uh, and the one that snubbed him in the draft. 
So, uh, you know, he takes these games personal. Um, he shouldn't be catching this many points against a San Francisco team that struggled to put up uh, points against two presumed basement teams or struggled to put away two, two presumed basement teams the last couple of weeks because uh, I know the Eagles are better than we thought, but everybody had those two teams in the basement on, on their divisions and um, they haven't put them away. So Packers are a much, much be- better, you know, jump in, in, in competition here. And I like their chances to win this game. Three and a half is too much. It's going to get down to three. So get it at three and a half. Yeah, if it gets down to three, then I really like the 49ers. I was leaning Packers um, for for a while. And then last night as I was doing my picks, I decided that I like the 49ers here. And I, I so I'm going 49ers. I don't really have a bet on it. Uh, certainly not a best bet on it. Um, and that is the Sunday night game. So, you know, we'll you know, probably squeeze something in. Uh, but I agree with you guys. Three and a half, probably take the Packers. At three, uh, would stay away and take the 49ers. I'm just... Something about it stinks. Um, Eagles at Cowboys, Monday Night Football. Cowboys minus three and a half over under 51 and a half. Finally, a standalone game for for Debo's guy, Jalen Hurts. Pete, uh, are you excited about what Nick Sirianni is cooking up or did week two temper your expectations for the Eagles this year? Well, I didn't like going for that gimmick play on fourth and goal from the two. It kind of said they had they were dominating that game up until that point. And then they go down and get a touchdown. And, and so I didn't like that call. I would have kicked the field goal, made it six. Um, but Hurts is doing some good things. I think defensively they've done some good things. And, and, and Dallas, look, Dallas played a really impressive game last week. Not so much offensively, but considering the guys were down on defense, and uh, they, they impressed me last week. But I, I think the Cowboys will win the game, but I think that's too many. I'll, I'll, th- I'll take the Eagles plus the points. Dallas D has been better than expected. I agree. Two weeks in a row now. They, they even though they gave up those points to the Bucks, I mean, I think they played played better than anybody thought they would these two weeks. Philadelphia defense losing Brandon Graham is a problem, and, and I'm not sure the offense is as good as we saw in that first week. Hertz was just 12 of 23 last week, had about half his yards on one big play. So it's not like he was consistently putting together stuff against them. You know, it was a pretty good defense, and um, as the Cowboys seem to be emerging defensively, um, I would lean to the under here, um, just thinking that Hertz might not have the firepower to um to to you know put up a big point total with that Dallas defense playing well. Um, and I would lean to the Cowboys. I think it's probably a point too light, but I don't love it because um, prime time and who knows what their injuries, how, how the pass rush is going to come out. Um, but that's kind of where I'm leaning it. But mostly it's just a stay away from me. Mm. Uh, I would take the Eagles. I think if I'm, if I'm taking anything here, I just don't think, I know that Dallas's defense does look better and Micah Parsons moving from linebacker to defensive end in the middle of the game. Um, you know, like at, I mean, Doing it, doing it as a rookie is really, really impressive. However, I am, uh, I am not that convinced that Dallas's defense is that good. I will take the Eagles in a primetime spot against a divisional opponent catching more than a field goal because I think they can find a way to at least, like worst case, storm through the back door. I lost my place. Bears at Brown. Bears. Oh, Bears. Browns. Battleship Galactica bears at Browns Browns minus seven over under 45 and a half Justin Fields set to make his first start but Andy Dalton still the starter when healthy this is what Matt Nagy's tombstone is going to read Pete how do you think Fields will fare against what has been a surprisingly impressive Browns defense two weeks into the season well I mean when you look at it I think Fields did some good things there were some drop passes last week um you know, Mooney dropped one. I think Robinson dropped one when he got in there. They would have, the numbers would have been better. And the interception was awful. I mean, that, that's just a sophomoric or I should say rookie play. It wasn't very good. 
So I think there's going to be ups and downs. I think they're going to get a little creative in this game, get him running a little bit more, get him outside the pocket. He did run, uh, what, for 30 yards or whatever last week. I, I think they'll um, do some good things with him. But, again, he's a rookie quarterback making his first start on the road against a team that a lot of people had, some people had the Super Bowl. So I think it's a bad, bad situation for him. Uh, I'll take the Browns minus the points. I don't love it, though, but I would take the Browns minus the points. I do love it. I got Browns minus seven. Um, look at headline was Browns minus nine and a half. Why would the gap close two and a half points with Fields' performance last week? Perception, RJ. Perception. You know that. It, it's it's kind of ridiculous. Like it, it's not like the Browns are playing terribly, you know. So it's not like they would be the one to bring it forward. I mean, isn't Cleveland around as good as the Rams? And the Rams were bigger favorites against Chicago in Week One and easily covered that game. Um, so Chicago is not going to get the turnovers out of Mayfield they got from Burrow to win last week. Um, Cleveland looks sleepy versus Houston. They got it together in the second half. Um, that Chicago offense looked bad against Cincy, even though they had those drops. I do agree. Um, so yeah, it just looks like. With the, uh, the level of competition here, the level of talent on, on the Browns roster, they should be bigger favorites in this against a rookie making his first start on the road. Um, so, yeah, lay the points with Cleveland. If you, if you can tease it if you feel really worried about it, but I like Cleveland here. I think I like the Bears. And I don't know why. And I'm, I'm a little nervous that RJ likes the, uh, the, uh, the Browns here because Cleveland – Cleveland's a good football team. They're just good. They had a different jersey on. I think we would look at them completely differently. However, I don't know that the strengths of the Browns necessarily match up against what the Bears do well on a defense. Like, the Bears' defensive front is good. Their secondary is a problem. Um, and Cleveland's pass rush is Except good. Except for Johnson, the corner's playing great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying, I'm not saying they're bad. I'm just, oh yeah, the La Tech kid, right? Um, I'm not Utah. saying that they're Jalen Johnson? I thought he was La Tech for some reason. Oh, Utah. Remember, he's oh, the kid Jaylen that had Ferguson, the... Maybe. Yeah, Ferguson's from Bot. That's what it is. Yeah. Okay. Jalen, Jalen. Anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah. Johnson, John, he's been good. I'm, but I'm, I'm just saying that if you're going to attack the Bears, you want to attack them through the air. And I think the Browns will be stubborn about their run game, which could lead to this being a lower scoring, closer game. Fields is going to make plays with his legs. If Matt Nagy is a good offensive coach, he will change the playbook that they are using. And he will incorporate a bunch of read option stuff and he will give Justin Fields easy looks and he will use his legs and he will let him run. If Matt Nagy is a bad offensive coach, he's going to say, here's Andy Dalton's playbook that we ran. You run it, but just be different. And I don't know what the answer is, but I, I'm crossing my fingers and hoping it's the former. And that's how the Bears cover. And I can't wait till Sunday when I find out that it is. Not the former. Yeah, you said if Nagy's a good offensive coach and every Bears fan just started cackling. They were like, get, the, get this guy. You know, this guy is not going to make it through this season. What are you talking about? Yeah, that's right. Um, actually, he's a pretty good bet for a uh, first coach fired, huh? The Saints at the Patriots. Patriots minus three over under 42. Boy, did the Saints, uh, Saints bandwagon come crashing down. What a wild Jekyll and Hyde two weeks for them, Pete. First, they slaughter the Packers 38-3, and then they barely score against the Panthers. Uh, which which is the real Saints here, and, and what do you expect for them, you know, third straight road game in New England? Losing your center really showed up last week. Oh I mean, they, had, they, could not, they couldn't block them. They couldn't make the right, right calls. They could not protect the quarterback, and they did not play well on offense. And and so I think, you know, now that he's in maybe for a week, he'll settle in a little bit better. But, you know, Belichick's going to watch that tape. And they showed so many different looks. I mean, you know, the, the mug blitzes they kept throwing at him. They couldn't handle him. I think they'll come after him a little bit. And, you know, Jameis doesn't move that well. So um, I'm 
Mac Jones has done some good things. Nothing great. He's only thrown one touchdown pass, but he's managed the game, and I think they'll allow him to do it here. Uh, this situation with New Orleans might be catching up to him. I mean, you're displaced because of the hurricane. Your first game is a home game on the road. You go back to Texas. You go back out on the road, and now you're playing on the road again. I think it's too much. I'll take the Patriots minus the points. Saints were a clear fade last week, especially with all their injuries, not only at center, but on the defensive side. Uh, that offense had just six first downs last week. You know, Belichick takes away the, the best thing you want to do. If he takes away Kamara, I mean, how are you going to move the ball with this offense the way it looks? Um, Mac Jones doesn't look interested in going downfield at all, even when guys are open. Um, I expect New England to engineer these longer time-chewing drives where you don't put the ball at risk because they know that the New Orleans offense probably going to do much against them. Um, I think under is the way to lean uh, because of that. Uh, if you like the spread, I think it looks like you may be able to get it at New England minus two and have it looks like it kind of wants to tip i see minus three even out there right now um so i'd wait for that and play it at two and a half i think that's the way you go with the patriots this week yeah if you can get two and a half that's that's clearly better than three for obvious number of reasons i i like the patriots in the spot as as pete noted that the center thing is an issue for them i mean it just it just is it, they guys were flying up the middle to get Jameis Winston. Bill Belichick is going to see that. He's going to attack that position. He's going to know the weaknesses and he's going to send pressure up the middle. And it, it, good luck stopping it. They, they got the tackles are great, but the, the interior is, is an issue right now. I don't know. Sean Payton can adjust too, but I just think this lengthy departure from home is starting to wear on, uh, on the saints. And it just makes it difficult. And Jameis Winston was Jameis last week. Not, not as much as people wanted to say. I think he was sort of forcing it when they got down. But the Patriots can do the same thing to you. They're, they're going to play. They're going to run the football. They're going to grind on you defensively and offensively. Mac Jones is not going to make mistakes. And they're going to force you to make plays. And I think when you start doing that with Jameis Winston, you could run into a little bit of that. Is Which one's worse? Does it, I guess Hyde, right? Mr. Hyde? Dr. Jekyll is, is Dr. Jekyll good or bad? Which one do you not want to M- Mr. Hyde's the monster. Yeah, see, Jameis turns into Mr. Hyde when you force him to make plays. I think they force him to make plays, get bad Jameis. Give me the Patriots as a best bet. The Indianapolis Colts are headed to Tennessee for a critical game. Fun fact, you can only have two sprained ankles because you only have two ankles. And Carson Wentz has two sprained ankles. Both of his ankles are sprained. He has not yet been ruled out as of Thursday afternoon, but give me a friggin' break. You're going to play this guy with two sprained ankles, Pete? Titans minus five, over under 48. How does Carson Wentz plays, play? This line has to incorporate Jacob Eason. It has to. And, and, and here's the other thing about Carson Wentz. Some guys are just always hurt, <laughs> no matter what they do. And yep. it's not the same body part. It's been a different body part every single time. So some guys are just you know, jinx that way. And, and I can't imagine he'll play in this game. And even if he does, how could he move? Not that the Titans are any good on defense. I mean, my gosh, Tyler Lockett was wide open so many times last week. They were, I mean, their busts in that secondary are amazing. Now they are making a change in safety, but still they're so bad on the back end right now. They don't rush the passer that well. This would have been a good opportunity for the Colts to hang around and maybe steal one. But with the way, Jacob Easton played in the preseason. I don't see it happening. Uh, so I'll take the Titans minus the points. There's going to be a value when, once he's ruled out, it's going to keep, it's going to go up. I don't think this line is just assuming he's up. Um, I think it's in the midpoint right now. So that's why I have a best bet. Titans minus five, jump on it. Now um, you guys are saying Jacob Easton, Jacob Easton, Brett Hundley's out here getting first team snaps on Wednesday. And it looks like there's a real possibility he could be playing in this game. That is a major red flag for Jacob Easton drafted in, in the fourth round. Yeah, um, supposed, sp- supposed to be the guy, you know, it's your long-term number two. And that could also when- be the, that could also be the gimmick. Um, let's let's get him preparing for Brent Hundley to move around. You know Your what I mean? Frank Wright uh, came out and said they might go with Hundley. Might go with I Hundley. know, but 
they'll probably play both of them. Yeah. And that's a red flag too. I mean, Eason, Eason with where he was drafted and how long he's been with his team should be able to be this number two guy that can step in, be like Jacoby Brissett. You're not having those questions about a Reed Sinet really, you know, coming in and getting some snaps there. So I seriously doubt when going to get cleared for action without missing time uh, with that defense. I would love a backdoor if it was somebody other than Brett Hundley, you may be getting snaps at the end of the game um, and, and Eason who, you know, is just not very accurate right now. Um, so I think there's value jumping on Tennessee. Now I think they run away with it and there's no backdoor here. So best bet on the Titans. I got a best bet on the Titans as well. It has moved to five and a half in some spots. You, as RJ says, yeah, I got to get it now. I, I, it, this line has to be, I, I heard somebody say that it would be two and a half if it was Wentz in there. Well, how, what? Why would it be two and a half if Carson Wentz is there with two sprained ankles? Like, the guy can't move. He's not playing well. The Colts don't look like a good football team. The defense is banged up. They're not playing well either. And the Titans, I believe, wanted to save Derrick Henry until later in the season to try and keep that wear and tear off of them. But they saw what happened in the fourth quarter against Seattle. You let Derrick Henry loose and he runs all over people. This game is enormous for the, a- for the AFC South rights. We know the Texans suck. The Jaguars clearly are a terrible football team and the Colts are a wounded duck. The Titans are very lucky not to be 0-2, but they are 1-1 with a chance to go to 2-1 with a huge home victory over their theoretical only competition for that division title. You don't worry about Derrick Henry's wear and tear. You roll him out there for 30 plus carries. You let him pound the Colts and you force Jacob Eason to press or set Brett Hundley to press and to throw, try and come back. And then you let your defense do the work and you run away with this by three touchdowns. I love the Titans in this game. It's pretty amazing when you think about it, how close the Titans are to be flailing and in big trouble. If Carson Wentz is actually healthy and playing in this game, and they don't rally against the Titans, I mean, against the Seahawks, they, they could be staring 0-3 in the face with two the home Texans, losses. The Texans would be in first place two weeks into I mean, the it's, season. It's amazing. It yeah. really is. The the, uh, the Colts' defense is a 32nd in adjusted line yards. It's not something you like to see when you're going against Derrick Henry. So it'll be a big no. game for him if they decide to lean on him, like you're saying. Uh, yes. Yeah, so I, anyway, I expect big things from Derrick Henry. I got the Titans as a best bet. The Dolphins at the Raiders. Raiders. So the Titans, four. by the way, in the, in the parlay, throw them in. We all, I, I didn't have much best bet, but we all have. Okay. Titans in the parlay along with the Viking. Oh, so I Washington bills under. I lost my place again. Dolphins at the Raiders. I'm all over the place today. Raiders minus four. The line jumped up a little bit on the news that, but not not a lot. <laughs> not, didn't move that much on the news that Tua Tagovailoa will be out and Jacoby Brissett will be starting for the Dolphins. The over under 45 Raiders minus four. Are you buying the Derek Carr Kool-Aid, Pete? I think you shut up finally about Henry Ruggs on our Twitter, on our text chain. <laughs> Henry, Jerry, <laughs> Jerry Rice Ruggs? <laughs> yeah. You finally stopped about that. Look, the Raiders are playing good football, and, and I got to give him credit. Derek, Derek Carr is playing really good, MVP-like football, and the defensive line is a problem. The Miami offensive line was so bad last week. I, and now Brissett held the ball at times, but they were awful. I mean, just the play two the got board. hurt. Epinesa wasn't even blocked. I mean, they, they didn't pick up any calls. It was just bad across the board. So for that reason – I don't love this game because of the emotion of beating Pittsburgh and coming home and, and, and what they put into week one, but I'll take the Raiders minus the four here. Yeah. You said, um, you know, barely moved when two was ruled out. I think the expectation was he wasn't going to play. I think it moved because Carr was ruled in. They made it sound like he might not play earlier in the week. There was a chance he missed it. And now it sounds like he's good to go. Um, so, so with him seeming like to go, it seems fine. Like this line might pick up, you know, and keep on going up a little bit um, as people pile on 
with Brissett under there. I'm not sure there's a ton of drop off from Tua to Brissett in overall quality, but their games are pretty different stylistically. Tua gets the ball out quickly, as Pete said. Brissett just holding the ball, or I think you said just holding the ball, holding the ball. And um, that offensive line, you do not want to do that with that offensive line. And that Raiders D line playing really well. You know, Max Crosby out here. Um, it's Definitely isn't the number four overall pick, Cleveland Farrell, but they're getting again after it with that defensive line, and I think they're going to do that in this game. Um, so they've looked great early on. Miami's offensive line seems, seems suspect. Uh, maybe a little bit let down for the Raiders' offense. Carr's not 100, percent even if he, even if it looks like he's playing um, under, probably looks like the play to me at 45. Um, but I'm not playing the spread. Yeah, the uh, and actually, RJ, it, we don't say suspect now. We say sus. No, it's no longer suspicious or suspect. It's sus. And if you really, if you want to call somebody a name and be cool like the kids. You call him a sussy baka. What? You get that from Robbie too? <laughs> my, my, Robbie calls me a sussy baka all the time. It means a suspicious idiot, which eh, kind of fits. Why can't people just say what the word is? Sus. That's a, that's a new word. It says suspicious. Oh my God. Pete, you're very sus. Yeah. You sussy baka. And, and if somebody said that to me, I say, what the hell does that mean? And when they tell me, you punch him in the teeth. <laughs> uh, just I like actually, a baka. <laughs> Such a sussy baka. Um, the, uh, I actually do like the under, and I had the under as a best bet. Um, even if Josh Jacobs, there's like some, like something wrong with him. I don't, I don't really know, but I think the Raiders are going to try and run it. They'll take a couple of shots. The Dolphins are going to be hyper conservative here with Jacoby Brissett. They don't want to try and open up this offense. It can't open up this offense with that offensive, that sussy baka offensive line that they got going over there. So give me the under in a low-scoring slog fest that. Uh, I don't, I don't think it'll expose Derek Carr a little bit more than he's been so far this year, but I, I think the Raiders will be a pretty conservative in this one as well. Cardinals minus seven at the Jaguars over under 52. If the Jaguars as seven point underdogs at home were to lose this game, it would be the most losses in a season for an Urban Meyer coach team since 2010 at Florida when he went eight and five and walked away with health issues. Just pointing it out, Pete. Well, they'll also be their, what, their uh, 18th straight loss. Yeah. It's right. <laughs> they're it's closing right. in on that record, and I think they have a legitimate <laughs> chance to get it. Um, they're bad right now. And, and the defense played a little bit better last week, and the kicker stunk. They might have been in, you know, able one-score game late. The problem is there's no speed on offense, zero. And so you don't have to worry about them going by you. So everybody plays them. They played a little zone defense, and, and he didn't have a chance last week because he was just sitting in there and he didn't check it down. He tried to force some throws. I, I think the biggest problem is design of offense, bad. No speed, bad. And that puts a lot of pressure on Lawrence to make plays. They're not, he's not good enough yet. The Cardinals were bad on defense last week, though. That was a disappointment to me. I thought they were dominant the week before. Terrible last week. That'll change in this one. Lay the points. I'll take Arizona. Jacksonville's offense was awful in week one. They were better last week. They had a great first drive, and then they were terrible after that. So they're getting better drive after doing one drive at a time. Maybe they'll have two good drives here. <laughs> um, combine that with a terrible defense. 
you can't play them. It should be the way we're looking based on the value of the line and the power ratings, but I have no interest in playing on Jacksonville right now. Um, but I have no value in laying more than a touchdown on the road with a team that just gave up 33 points. Like you said, that def- the, the disappointing defensive performance over under here is 52 may as well make that the Arizona team total because they might score 52 <laughs> in this game against that defense. If you're going to play it, you're looking over. Um, I'm just going to lean to the over um, and hope that the Jacksonville offense improves a little bit if you do play it, but you know, there is a chance they, they throw, you know, seven or 10 points in any matchup. Here's a surprise. Here's a surprise. Surprising stat. I think I saw this right. That Jaguars are third the league in pressures, and they they stink rushing the and they haven't turned the ball over. Wait, they're third in the league in terms of being pressured or pressuring? No, or pressuring. Oh, they've generated the third most pressures and haven't created a turnover. Correct. That's hard to do. They dropped a couple, but they haven't had any. Interesting. Uh, man, I love it when RJ's got these leans that he doesn't want to grab onto, and they also happen to be my best bets. That's a good feeling. I like the over here, and you're right. Arizona can name their number. I'm a, uh, this game is this game is sus as hell. By the way, that like every every one of their brothers give is teasing the Cardinals down. That's a little bit concerning to me. I think you can attack the Cardinals secondary, and I know that Jacksonville's offense isn't very good, but every week they stink for a little while and then get some deep shots down the field and they're going to do that against Arizona. They'll get their 14 points, maybe 17, maybe even 21. Arizona's going to put up 30 in this game and, and this game is going to fly over because the Cardinals are just cooking right now. Uh, maybe it slows down a little bit if Cliff Kingsbury gets in his own way, but with what, what, what Kyler Murray's doing and the plays he's making, as long as he's healthy and his shoulder is fine, because that's what hurt him last year, uh, Arizona's going to put up numbers. And I think this could be a big week for Rookie wide receiver Rondell Moore, who's seen a ton of usage so far. This is clearly a better offense with the without Larry Fitzgerald out there, by the way. Um, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, the offensive rookie of the year race. They're coming in, you expect it's going to be one of the quarterbacks, but uh, now, now Fields is getting on the field, but Lawrence definitely doesn't look like the guy you're going to vote for. Mac Jones is getting wins, but he's not getting stats. The, yep. the sleeper, the, the guy that, that uh, if it wasn't going to be one of the quarterbacks, it was Najee Harris. That offensive line is bad and it doesn't look like he's going to put up numbers. So you might go and start digging deeper, you know, looking for a sleeper to back. And Rondell Moore's looked great through two weeks, and that offense is going to put up points. So if he ends up with, you know, 1,200 yards, 10 touchdowns, I mean, uh, that, that number I think is is in play and he might be in the race here late in the season. Rondo Boy, the, scouts, the scouts missed on him. Yes, they they missed on him. Should have been a first I, rounder. I remember I called him baby Tyree kill, but I, he's not as good as he won't. He doesn't run as fast as Tyree kill, but he has that same kind of ability. That's well, short, part, like twitchy. Yeah. He's a great athlete too. Yeah. And part of it is the offense you get in. I mean, you throw him on the Jets right now. It's, I don't think he's going to put up big numbers, but it's kind of he, he lucked out getting the getting the throw there in that uh, offense with Kyler Murray and, and having an awesome number one to play alongside. Do you think that it would be worth it at 18 to one to take Rondell Moore? I think it's worth a flyer there. Yeah, I don't think he's going to favor by any means, but I don't see that this is going to uh, to end anytime soon. He looks like a vital part of that offense. Nick, our buddy Nick Costas, I was on his show last night and he asked me, uh, Micah Parsons and and uh, Patrick Zertan are the favorites for defensive rookie of the year. He asked me a, long, a, a maybe down the road guy. J.C. Horn is playing really good football right now, and you could get good value on him. I think he was like what fifteen to one, isn't that what it was, or something like that? Uh, I look it up for you. By the way, oh my goodness, uh, Caesars, Rondell Moore, offensive rookie of the year, thirty to one. Hammer that, yeah. J.C. Horn, that. I like. Before. 
I like before the season because we thought that defense was going to come together at some point, but we don't know if there's going to be a player of the year that, that emerges that you're going to vote for a, like a Brian Burns or someone like that. So um, if you want to reward that defense for having a really good season, give it to JC Horn, you know, this for the first guy, defensive guy drafted. And uh, if he, he had that, uh, he had a pick last week, right? I mean, he, yep. he throws a couple more picks on the ledger in the, in the first half of the season. He's going to be in play. His biggest problem might be Patrick Sertan, who's the guy drafted right after him, who's getting a little more buzz uh, at Caesars right now. Sertan, the, the leader, the, the favorite for defensive rookie of the year, five to one. Micah Parsons plus five fifty. Jamin Davis plus seven fifty, and J.C. Horn twelve to twelve to one, along with J.O.K. Uh, that's a Pete uh, a list of Pete's favorites up there. Also, the first four defensive guys drafted. But. No, I, I like Tryon, and, and he he should have had a sack last week. He's going to come on. You watch it's. A, by, try and try and worth the stab at twenty to one. By by mid by mid November, everybody's gonna say, "Oh yeah, remember when we didn't mention him at the beginning of the season? He's gonna be in the conversation by the end of the year." So, would you bet him at twenty to one? I take a shot on it. That's a good flyer. Rondell Moore at eighteen to one, twenty to one. No, Rondell Moore flyer. thirty to one on Caesars. Thirty to one and twenty to one. There you go. All right. Um, of course, Pete would never actually bet on that in case anybody asked it. Pete no, never, I don't. You can't because you don't. have the vote. Yeah, correct. Yes, I don't oh, bet on that. I'm just I'm, I'm clearing that up so you don't get Bill Simmons. Ever Simmons is like I bet a ton on LeBron. No, MVP. I don't. I don't bet. I'm just like, you, uh, I give you, you MVP, I give you the information. Correct. And if you're worried about like Pete, you know, being a little insider to help Brinson, uh, you know, and giving him some inside information and then putting a vote one way, you clearly haven't listened to this podcast enough. He's never going to help Brinson <laughs> yeah, with it. Right. If Pete found out I had like a big future on Rob Moore, he'd vote for like Michael Carter. Just <laughs> 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 Sorry, buddy. It's because that it's like 48 to one. Um, all right. A couple more games left on the docket. And we do need one more for the parlay, I believe. Bengals at Steelers. Steelers minus. Wait, do we want to take the over in the Jags cards game for the parlay? Um, without without knowing the weather, I'm a little suspect. Being outdoors, Arizona traveling east, playing an outdoor game. Um, you know, I'm a little hesitant. You know, I joked that they're going to score a ton of points, but um, you know, I could see the conditions. It looks like it's going to be just lovely weather. Okay, well then, yeah, it's, I, it's also Florida. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> Sure. Yeah, there's going to be like a, 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 a somebody like a, you know, if you could have somebody streaking, I mean, anything could happen in Florida. Although Jacksonville really more like South Georgia. Yeah, but I'm saying the weather is, you know, rains no, in the afternoon in Florida. And then right. Jacksonville needs to score points too. You just don't know what that offense, they might throw up a dud, especially if they can't block and the Arizona pass rush from the first week shows up. All right, we'll figure something out. Bengals at the Steelers, Steelers minus three. That line's got to, oh, I guess, but then. Big Ben concerns over under 43 and a half. This over under has come tumbling down from 47. Uh, Pete, do you think your your Cincinnati Bengals? I can't, by the way, do you are you aware that the the Bengals fan who raised all that money for uh for charity and then got outbid by our, our buddy in London there? Um, he he showed me the reason this whole chatter got started is because he showed me this list. He's like, You're on the list now. It's like enemies of the state. There's like me and like a, like a, like there's like 10 other people. I in there. saw it. Then there's like friends of the program. It's like John Breach, Pete Prisco. So you're a you're a friend of the program. What do you think? Well, because those guys try to put words in my mouth saying that I said that Joe Burrow would win two Super Bowls in ten years. I said on draft night, I said one in ten. Well, now it's going to be one in nine um, because I still think they're going to get to that point. This team isn't going to win anything this year, and this is a tough game for them. You play back to back road games; it's always tough to do. You're inside the division against a team who who looked awful last week. I think the Steelers regroup here. I don't love this game because I don't love that Steelers offense. 
So I'll take the Steelers minus the points because I just don't love the, but I don't love the game either way. Yeah, I gave this out on Sportsline at Bengals plus four and a half before the move because it's just with all the Steelers injuries, you felt like it had to move down at some point. Um, since he could be two and out, if not for that string of picks against Chicago, they were down in that game, but their offense finally got going after that. You know, if you get that offensive boost, even a little bit, they were going to beat Chicago because Chicago was bad in that game. Uh, the defenses look strong so far for Cincy. It's bad news for a sputtering Pittsburgh offense that even when everybody was healthy, didn't look very good, especially with that offensive line. Um, Pittsburgh dealing with a bunch of injuries, both sides of the ball. Don't think you can make a more than three point favorites against any non-basement team. Make a minus three against Jacksonville, but Cincy has played better than that. Um, jumped on this one, like I said, at plus four and a half. It's plus at three, plus three, it's a stay away. I would still lean Cincy, but um, but I don't think there's as much value here now. I think I picked pick, I picked Cincy to win outright and obviously to cover uh, for, for CBS. I could be, I, yeah, I, I just think it's, uh, but, you know, the Steelers kind of own the, the Bengals and the Browns, and I get it. But I think it's this Pittsburgh is the two. So Pittsburgh's passing offense and Pittsburgh's defensive line were where they're hanging their hat because their offensive line and their run game were bad and their secondary is questionable. And now every one of the defensive line is banged up and J.J. Watt has a groin injury. You saw what happened to that defense when he went off. It, it, it is a problem. Bit of a Jenga piece on that side of the ball. And then Big Ben... You know, I mean, look, the dude had 600-something passing attempts last year. If you look at Ben's history of 600-plus passing attempts, when he does it the next year, he tends to get hurt. And we saw his arm fall off two years ago. So I'm concerned about this injury, and I'm concerned about the Steelers' offense. I think since he pulls off an upset in Pittsburgh, uh, but I'll do, I, I would, I'll take the under as my best bet because it's a low, this is a low-scoring stinker of a game, a quintessential AFC North slugfest. Um, but I, I'll take Cincy to win, I, but I would prefer the four and a half. I don't want to take the three. Jets at Broncos, being of stinkers. Broncos, Teddy Bridgewater, minus 10 and a half, over under 41 and a half, Pete. What a, what a line that is. You know how RJ talked about the Jaguars? That's how I'm going to talk about the Jets, too. I, I wouldn't take them in this spot ever. Uh, I think this is the Broncos' home opener. The defense is really good. Uh, it's going to be a long day for Zach Wilson. And, and so I'll, I'll take Denver minus the points. I hate laying points like that, but I'm not taking the Jets in that point. Yeah, Jets offense looks horrific. Can't trust Zach Wilson right now against any good defense, and that's not great because he faces a third-quality defense in a row to start the year. Um, so Denver offense didn't exactly roll against that awful Jacksonville defense, though. And the Jet, Jets defense hasn't been nearly as bad as the offense. So I expect a, um, a super low number here with 41.5. I expect it to go under that. Um, I can't lay the points with Denver in this low total because um, just there's just a little bit needs to go wrong, and then you're not hitting that because it's such a high high spread to cover um, with what's supposed to be a low scoring game. So I would lean under, it's not a best bet, but I would lean under at 41 and a half. Yeah. I mean, you can't, this, the Broncos are going to be a really popular survivor pick this week and understandably, I mean, just go against the jets. The home opener thing is huge. And this is also early in the season. You're talking about a bunch of young players, inexperienced guys who are going to go to Denver uh, for the first time, probably most of them for the first time in terms of these jets players and mile high, man, ain't no joke. Uh, especially early in the season, I think you see uh, these guys. The Jets suck. What, what are they, they don't do anything well. They're not good at any level of of the football te- of, of their football team. I would agree that the under would be where I would look because I don't want to really want to lay ten and a half and you get some garbage, you know, coming through at the last second. I think it's just a stay away. But certainly, I'll be using Denver as one of my survivor picks uh, along with the Panthers. Hope that doesn't backfire in my face. And finally, Falcons at the Giants. Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes, actually played his best game of the year, maybe last Thursday, is a three-point favorite over under 47 and a half, Pete. 
I'm not taking the Falcons in this spot. I just can't. Uh, that's a bad football team, and and things that the, every. I mean, they got the 28-25 last week, and then everything and anything that could happen went wrong. That's just who they are. I think it's going to be uh, one of those years where they're going to have a hard time winning games. Uh, I look the Giants showed me something a little bit against Washington. They probably should have won that game. Uh, and and you mentioned it. Danny Jones played good, so I'll take I'll take uh, the Giants minus three. I don't love it, but I'll take it. I had the Falcons last week in both contests, the super contest and the circus sports million. And um, yeah, cause I thought it was going to be a close game that they could score points. And that's exactly what it was. Then Matt Ryan throws two multiple pick sixes out of nowhere and, and they don't come close to covering. And so I'm like done with this team now, um, you know, giants are, are a favorite and with how they played, you know, how could you do that? But I mean, this is a defense that giants should have no problem scoring points on after putting up 29 last week. Atlanta's featuring Cordero Patterson too much. I mean, that should tell you Arthur Smith oh. doesn't know what he's doing at this point. If that's your game plan is let's throw Cordero Patterson out there as our, our key good. running back. He looks pretty good. <laughs> and let's throw him the ball. So I mean, we have, he, he's got a touchdown, but what do you have like seven carries for 11 yards or some crazy. No. Yeah. Like, you need a running back, you know, um, if you want to play some Derrick Henry type of football, you got to go get a running back. Uh, so I have a ho- low home field rating for the Giants. Otherwise, I'd like this pick more at three. Um, I'd lay it if it gets down to two and a half. Um, but my lean is to the Giants. I know we're looking for another parlay team. I would parlay either the Giants at minus three or the uh, the Patriots at minus three. The only reason I didn't put either one in as a best bet is because I think it could come down a little bit and I would take it there instead. Mm. Um, I don't I mean, I don't love this game. I don't see how you can. I, if I'm, I mean, if I'm uh, Arthur Blank, I'm having an absolute panic attack that I made a huge mistake with Arthur Smith. And I don't want to thrash Arthur Smith two games into his tenure, but he's not like he played the 85 Bears here and the Eagles and the Buccaneers. I mean, I know you can't run against Tampa, but I mean, just you got to scheme something up that gets, I mean, Cal, like why are Calvin? We thought Calvin Ridley might lead the league in receiving yards this year. Kyle Pitts is supposed to be a, a franchise changing. Hard to throw when you're on your back. I know, I know, but man, they got like three first round picks on that offensive line too. It's a problem, Pete. No, it's a it's a bad team right now. Yeah. Um, they lost uh, Alex Matt. Alex Matt goes to a uh, moves on and, you know, anywhere he shows up, he, he Larry Hartstein was making this point before the season that offense just elevates. And now, yeah. you know, uh, the, the corollary is he leaves a team and it might fall apart offensively on the line. Yeah. You can't, you can't, you know, what you can't factor in is the brain of the center. That that's such an important position. And people just get, look, he's not as physical as he used to be Mac. I don't think he's as good as he used to be, but the brain is so valuable. Remember the, the, I always point to this when people talk about Alex Mack too. It's like the 2014 Browns were leading the AFC North. And when he broke his leg and then they cratered and then they went three and 13 the next year, I believe Mike Pettin got fired and Hugh Jackson went one and 15. I mean, just, yeah. Just Do you have a pick out. on this game or not? No, uh, no, no but I was going to let you pick. Uh, between, I, I mean, I would, we I would need, we need another part. We need another pick for the parlay. Yeah. Giants or Patriots minus three. I'll take the Patriots. Okay. Patriots. It is. All right. Yeah. I got no pick on the Falcons versus the Giants, but I do think there's some uh, possible on oh, play. I'll tell you what, I, this is a sad state of affairs. I dropped Jameis Winston for Daniel Jones in a fantasy league. That's, that's where we move. I mean, I, you, with those, that level of quarterback, you should be playing matchups anyway. You don't get much better than that Atlanta yeah. matchup. I got Trey, Trey Lance sitting on the bench. I'm hoping he comes in about in a few weeks. I'll play matchups till then. But yeah, I mean, I think I, Daniel Jones over rushing yards. Good prop to bet here. The Falcons defense is hot trash. And hopefully they'll let Danny Dimes get loose with those wheels. All right. So our can't lose parlay. What? I forgot what the under was. We had, a, oh, Washington Buffalo under 45 and a half. 
And then we added Tennessee minus five. And then we added Patriots minus three. That's our can't lose parlay of the week. We, we get one and all of a sudden we're right back on track. We got two, you get, you know, you lose two, you win one. You're still up big money. Pete Prisco's best bets, Viking Seahawks over 55 and a half Washington plus seven and a half bucks Rams over 55 and a half Ravens minus eight chargers plus six and a half and the chargers over, which I think is up 54 and a half. That's a lot. You got, if you're right, Pete, this is gonna be a fun fantasy week because there's a lot of points coming. Cause last week was awful fantasy wise. Yeah. So the first, the one o'clock games were terrible. Ugh, one o'clock games were awful. RJ's best bets, Green Bay plus three and a half, Seattle minus one and a half, Tennessee minus five, Detroit plus eight, Cleveland minus seven, and a teaser with Buffalo and the Los Angeles Rams. Buffalo down to one and a half, the Rams plus seven and a half, and my best bets. Well, I got a lot of best bets. Uh, Washington plus seven and a half, Titans minus five, Bucks minus one and a half, Eagles plus three and a half, Pats minus three, Bengals Steelers under. Cardinals, Jaguars over, Seahawks, Vikings over, Dolphins, Raiders under. Eight. Is that nine picks? Nine best bets. What could go wrong? What are you doing? I don't know. I just sort of I like the picks. I don't know. I like I love the card, Pete. Oh, there you go. There's the there it is. I love the I card. I love the card. <laughs> see in the ball. Um, <laughs> no, we'll see. I uh, I like those I like those turtles maybe better than the sides, but uh, okay about it. All right, that's the show. Great stuff. Let's stay hot. Pete, RJ, always a pleasure, fellas. You got it. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.